Um, welcome to uh, episode six of the Rebel Within podcast. So, for those of you who have listened to this podcast already, you know what it's about, what I do here, and everything. But uh, so I'm sort of going to get right into it. Um, this podcast is going to be about uh, Chester Bennington, uh, his suicide, depression, and whatever I decide to throw into the mix. I don't know how long this is going to go, whatever, but I kind of want to kind of delve deep into a few things. Um, First of all, I did want to say that um, I didn't expect to do another podcast like this for a while, but, you know, that's the way life goes, and that's, I'm kind of, you know, not surprising, so, but it actually kind of gave me something to do some, a podcast on some material, because I was going to wait a week before I'd done another one because I was going to research one that I was going to do but uh, so this one's going to be you know I guess more easier more to the point or whatever but here we go first of all I just want to say that my heart goes out to Chester Bennington and uh, his friends, family, and bandmates. And for those of you who do not know who I'm talking about, he was the lead singer of the band Lincoln Park. <clears throat> Lincoln Park was one of those bands that I actually got to see live, but it's been a long time. I saw them back in uh, 2003 when uh, Metallica did their summer sanitarium tour. And uh, they were one of the bands on the bill. Uh, along with Lincoln Park, along with uh, Limp Biscuit and Mudvayne and a couple other bands, but uh, and they were a great band, and uh, I remember keeping up with them for their first like two or three albums, and then I just sort of kind of lost touch with them, and you know, or whatever. I know they've done a bunch of stuff since then, and you know, I've heard a few songs. You know, on the radio here and there or whatever, but I never really, I just kind of like quit following them for some reason. I don't know why, because they were a good band. But I wanted to say that um, I'm not really surprised at uh, this happening, um, his suicide. I know he was real good friends with uh, Chris Cornell and everything, despite all the things that he's been through in his life. I'm not saying I'm surprised, but uh, it's just sad, you know, because uh, he left behind six kids, a wife, uh, a bunch of bandmates, and a lot of people who cared about him, especially his fans. But uh, all I want to say is, um, you know, I don't know how he felt or whatever. I do to some aspect. I know he was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry and I apologize for this, but I think he was like molested when he was a younger kid or whatever. I I don't know anything about that. You know, I never had to worry about those kind of things, but I know he fought depression and stuff a lot. And, uh, I know what it's like to deal with that kind of thing. Um, Cause uh, I get, uh, I get easily depressed. A lot myself and, uh, sometimes it don't take much so I could kind of understand where he was coming from you know being famous and being in the public eye and everything that doesn't help none. 
you know. Of course, I don't know what that's like, but I'm pretty sure it's it's probably not an easy life. But I wish I could say that um, that, you know, I was a bigger fan than what I was because I wasn't, you know. Um, but I know he he will be missed just like Chris Cornell will, and uh, like I said, they were uh, really good friends. I. I would want to kind of say they were probably almost like brothers, but um, maybe I'm wrong in that aspect, too. I know he sung at Chris Cornell's funeral and everything. Sorry there. Um, uh, my mouth's drying, so I'm drinking some water. But, you know, his suicide, uh, I think comes it's weird because it happened on Chris Cornell's birthday and it just sort of kind of seems kind of odd I know there's some rumors going around that maybe it wasn't suicide or whatever I don't get into those type of things you know it is what it is it happens but all I just want to say is no one knows what he was feeling and what was going through his mind at the time that it happened and uh, you know um but yeah, I feel I feel bad for his family, all the people that he left behind. Um, and you know, I hope that he's in a better place, and um, I hope that he's happy. And, you know, people don't understand that uh, when people are, you know, some people can't fathom like when people commit suicide because they're like, oh, they were the happiest people on the planet, blah blah blah. Guess what? People don't realize. One form of depression is making people think that you're the happiest person on the planet when really you're dying inside. And uh, so that's another thing that people don't understand. You can make people around you think you're the happiest person, but you're really not. And uh, so I don't know, you know what he was going through. I'm pretty sure that he's probably, he probably thought that um, he was better off on the other side. And I hope I'm right. I um, hope I'm not wrong, but, you know, that's the way some things go. Sorry about that. That's my phone going off. But I don't really want to get into uh, that a whole lot. He, um, I don't really know all the details about his death and all that stuff. All I know is... It was real suicide, but um, I just want to say that I hope his music lives on and it touches people. And I know he had a few songs that I really enjoyed and listened to and everything. And so, yeah, Chris Cornell, I mean, uh, Chester Bennington will go down as a as a legend, and I think he'll be remembered. And who knows his his death, his and Chris Cornell's death may touch a lot of people, like uh, Kurt Cobain's death. And um, for a guy who was such an icon in the grunge movement, and people still, you know, his death still affects people. His suicide still affects people all these years later. And uh, so I got a feeling that Chester Bennington and uh, Chris Cornell will be a lot like that. But I just want to delve into the other topic to this uh, podcast is about depression. And uh, it's kind of a kind of a tough subject for me because um, 
I don't like talking about it a lot, but I get to the point where I get really depressed sometimes, and it doesn't really take a whole lot to do it, you know. And uh, depression is one of those things that uh, until people have gone through it, they don't know what it's like. They can tell you, oh, I know how you feel. Well, guess what? If you've never been there, then you don't know how somebody feels. Until you've hit rock bottom, um, no one knows what that's like. And it's not an easy thing to come out of, you know, because people fathom that tomorrow's going to be a shitty day just like today is. And when you're depressed, you know, it's, you know, you, you start thinking about a lot of things about like what's wrong with you and why are things happening? Why is it? Why is it you all the time? You know, just like when I lost my job here a couple of years back, and I was drawing unemployment. I was depressed because I felt like that even although I was getting benefits and looking for a job while I was getting paid, getting paid to, while I was looking for another job, to me I felt like I wasn't earning it the way I should have, and. I didn't like sitting or I didn't like some days sitting around and, um, you know, not doing anything. I can't stand that. And uh, I felt like sometimes I wasn't earning my paycheck like I was supposed to. And uh, how, you know, because I'm the kind of person that gets up and goes to work every day, whether he really wants to go or not. And uh, so, yeah, that weighed on my mind for a long time. But, you know, people don't understand, people don't understand, you can get depressed about anything. Um, some people, it's, uh, you know, a divorce, if they go through a divorce, you know, or something, you know, that can bring people down real bad. You know, like, um, people would sit there and think, well, why would you be depressed over somebody? Well, you know, if you expected to spend the rest of your life with somebody, and then the next moment, you know, Especially if you've got kids with them or something. And, you know, next thing you know, your world's changed. Some people don't accept change that good. And it puts them in a, a, uh, a puts them in through a depression and they go into a downward spiral. And a lot of times you let yourself go, you let a lot of other things go. And, you know, sometimes you just get to the point to where you don't care about tomorrow. And that's what sucks for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I wish I could say that, you know, it's easy to, um, I wish I was, I could say it's something that's easy to fight, but it's not. It's a hard, it's, it's an uphill battle every day. When you're in that kind of state of mind. And. Uh, when you. Don't really. Don't really know. What's going to happen. And you just hope that tomorrow's a better day. And for some people. That day never comes. Some people they just. you know, They can't see tomorrow. So they do what they do. You know. I'm not sitting here and, and saying I condone suicide or nothing. Because I don't. You know, 
I think to me sometimes that's the worst way to go. But, you know, and and kind of jump back on the subject for a minute, you know, I heard some people say that you know, that was a cowardly way to go out. No, that wasn't a cowardly way to go out. Because here's the funny thing. He wasn't scared of death. Someone that, uh, if you're scared of death, then you wouldn't die. You wouldn't make yourself die. Maybe he was afraid of living. You know, if, if he was a coward in anything, he'd be against living. But I don't, I don't see it that way. I think what a coward is, is like somebody to go do a mass shooting and then shoot themselves before the cops get there so they don't have to face the consequences. That, that was, that's cowardly. That's not, you know, if you're going to be man enough to do some shit like that, then you need to suffer the consequences. That's the way I look at it. But you would get up and in the morning and call yourself a man yeah well be a man and, or a woman or whatever and and face your consequences of the things that you do that to me is a cowardly act um and some people would say you know well that's selfish or whatever well you know when people are at that point they don't see it selfish they look at it see they look at it as, well, I'm making the people around me miserable. You're, you may not be, I mean, but in your mindset, that's the way you feel, that you make people miserable. and You think the world's better off, that they're better off and the world's better off without you, when truthfully it's not. You actually hurt the ones you leave behind. And... Uh, And that's the part that, you know, I think they don't understand and uh, people that, that take their own lives. But like I say, sometimes you, when you're in that mindset, you're in that frame of mind, it's, it's hard. It really is. Um, you know, things in life aren't easy. Life sucks. Life is tough. You know, every day it's a struggle. Every day is you know, you get up and you hope it's going to be the best day that you've ever had. And most days it's mediocre to average. And sometimes it sucks. It really does. You know, um, I don't know what I would tell anybody else on how to deal with their problems in life. I wish I could. But um, all I know is I take mine one day at a time, you know. And uh, I just find an outlet for everything I do, you know. Um, just like this podcast. I mean, I hope this, you know, I did, I started this podcast because I wanted um, another outlet for <clears throat> some of my things. Um, because I'm not really outspoken, but I'm outspoken on things that I believe in. And, uh, but I also wanted this podcast to help people. And I wanted to educate people on different topics and different things in life and just so people could see a different side of, of different things. And, uh, but truthfully, this podcast has become kind of a, uh, a therapy for me in a way because sometimes I can express things on here that maybe I couldn't anywhere else. And uh, like I said, I have a radio show, but some things you just can and can't talk about on the radio and 
I understand that too, you know. And so I guess every everything has its place, I guess. And so for me, I guess it's this podcast. But um, all I, you know, like I say, uh, depression is one of those things. It's, it, it's like a sinkhole. It brings you down. To me, sometimes it's like being in quicksand. You know, you fight, 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 trying to grab, grasp a hold of something, and all you're doing is just grabbing more sand as you're sinking, you know. And then sometimes you do grab a hold of something, pull yourself out. Some people do, some people don't. That's what sucks. And uh, for those people that don't, you know, um, or can't, I can't say that, uh, you know, I can't judge them on that, you know, uh, if they wind up doing what they do, if, I guess in a way, if that's the only way they find solace in it, that's on them, I guess, you know, but I know for me, it's been, you know, music and other, and other things like that that's kind of helped me get through things, um. But uh, there's people out here in this world that just, they can't fathom that the world's a shitty place. And it is. uh, Because most people live in a fantasy world nowadays where they they want everything their way and nobody else the other way and how they think the world should be. Well, guess what? The world ain't that way. The world sucks. uh, I always say you make life it's how you make it, and I believe that, but sometimes I believe, too, that, you know, sometimes we don't have control over everything that we do. Wish we did, but we don't. But, uh, yeah, um, I think I feel I'm starting to ramble a little bit, but, um, really, all I can say is if uh, you're fighting depression or you're feeling depressed about things and you don't know what there's an end in sight. There's websites and there's things you can go to and look up. and There's even anonymous things that you can do and um, just go and do them. And sometimes, you know, I will say this, uh, find an outlet, you know, find something that no matter how depressed you are, Find something that you enjoy doing. If it's the if it's the one thing in life that makes you happy at that moment, do it. You know, um, and do it as often as you can. You know, um, so uh, yeah, I uh, kind of had an idea of where I was wanting to go, but now my mind is just sort of kind of rambling, and. Uh, so I kind of hope that this is uh, for those people who have hit bottom, and uh, maybe are at the bottom, and they don't know what to do. Um, I just will say there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it seems dim. Sometimes it seems like it's far away, but the climb is worth it. It really is. Um, but. There's people out there that just think that the world's sunshine and roses. They're in for a rude awakening. But so yeah, um, I'm sorry 
if I'm rambling. I hope this podcast helps people, you know. But uh, so like I said, I um, my prayers and thoughts go out to Chester Bennett and his family. And I hope they make it through, and you know, maybe they'll find some peace somewhere down the road. And, uh, so yeah, uh, this is uh, Bill here. I'm signing off for episode six. I don't know what I have planned for episode seven. Um, I might wait a week before I do it. That way, it give me some time to research some couple subjects I want to bring forward. And uh, so, yeah. So, thanks for listening, and um, see you next time.